Hello, my name is Connor. I just took a bite of ice. Sorry. <laughs> that's, Are you leaving that? That's not your name. <laughs> my name is Jason. <laughs> and you're listening to the Amazing Perplex podcast. So, uh, today, I don't know what the exact date is, because if you haven't figured this out and you've listened to all 80-somewhat podcasts Jason and I have done, or even two episodes, you'll know that we don't have, like, our, our organizational skills. Um, if, if When we put them on our resumes in the past, it was a complete lie. We were not organizationally minded. So, I don't know what day this is going to be coming out, but um, this will be coming out mid to late May on a, on a Sunday, um, and this will be the last um, episode for at least a couple weeks, I'm pretty sure, uh, because Jason, uh, at the point of this release, will be going, will be on his sabbatical. Uh, his church has been gracious enough to give him the time away um, to experience what God has for him to experience during this time. And so we're just going to talk about what that looks like um, and what his hopes are for it, what the reasoning is for it. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I guess my first question, Jason, is what one, what do you, what do you see as a sabbatical? What is it? Yeah. Um, so a sabbatical is a time that you're not doing what it is you usually do in its simplest form and specifically for ministers and why I, I think it'd be great for everybody to have a sabbatical no matter what they do for a living. One of the reasons why. I think it's needed for ministers is, uh, number one, ministers typically, I'm just talking across the board, um, don't have a lot of advantage in terms of time off, in terms of, um, in terms of finance, in terms of these kind of things. And so whereas other professions, you may be able to have that more, stereotype is ministry doesn't. And one of the things, excuse me, about, about ministry in particular is I've been at multiple events where ministers were supposed to be there for three or four or five days, and they get a call. Somebody died in their church. It's done for them. You know, their vacation's over, their retreat's over, their whatever's over. That That's almost common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I think for ministers in particular, the rate of burnout is really high because I think it's two fundamental reasons, and one I think is more of the issue than the other. But one, the, the first one would be just you at a moment's notice will be called into somebody's deepest darkness— and the challenge with ministry versus counseling is that with counseling, what you would say is, I hear your problem, I'm going to schedule a 45-minute block in three days. Then I'll meet with you for 45 minutes, give you the tools that I can, and then I'll meet with you the next week or in two weeks. And I'm not saying every counsel, I'm not saying every counselor works like that, but that's the stereotype of counseling. With ministry, you kind of jump in, and it is hard to figure out where to step off. And then... Between times, you might get called five times and this kind of thing. So so it becomes, it's instantly all-consuming. I have been called on multiple birthdays because somebody died and all of a sudden my day's done because I need to go out and be at the hospital with this family. I've been called in, in terms of, of uh, local vacation and stuff like that. I've had stuff shorted. Um, heck, the, the guy that took a sabbatical before me on staff he was there for four weeks, and our church building burned down. So that was over for him. So, man, what's going to happen this time? I know. I'm like, <laughs> what? What more could happen to us? Going to put it, a fire extinguisher in every single room of the exactly new building, right? Um, so, 
it, it's one of those things that that it's it's just that you get called into deep pain quickly with no preparation. Um, the other thing is you're always on call, and this really has to do with are you able to set boundaries or not. Um, I am not. I'm I'm naturally not good at boundaries. Um, so the more you have struggles with saying no to things, and uh, you know, the worse it is. And and my congregation is very gentle relative to many congregations I've experienced and heard of. Uh, but still, it's I feel like there's always something hanging over my head that okay, this is my day off unless somebody calls me, and mm-hmm. maybe I can buy some time. But depending on the magnitude of the issue. It's just what it is, you know, and I would want to be there, yeah. you know, I, matter of fact, in some cases, I would not want anybody else to be there because of my connection with the family or this situation. So, so sabbatical for, for what I'm doing, it's like, do the opposite of that, you know I mean? So I'm not prepping lessons. I'm not doing Bible study. I'm not going on service uh, projects or things like that. Not recording podcasts. I'm not recording podcasts, you know, it, mm-hmm. basically just about anything that had to do with my work. I'm not doing that, and then saying, okay, what is it I need? Rest. I need growth in um, a variety of areas. We can talk about that if you'd want. Um, And then I'm needing disconnect. I I think I'm going to go through a grief process where it'll be, you know, two weeks from now, and I'm like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. I'm going to call. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll have kind of a – I need to get over the idea that this church is dependent on me, which conceptually I get, but functionally I don't think I do. So – on the one hand, I like the analogy of like, you, you said something of where it's hard for ministers to know where to step off. And I think you, you mentioned, I, I think this is the case for lots of people, but in your specific context, it's almost like you're, you know, you're on a training, you're trying to figure out when do I step off the platform? And um, the, it's helpful, one, for you that you are intentionally not allowed to get back on the train. You're not allowed to, um, it's, it's a forceful step off. It's also a forceful step off from, the uh, driving force of, of how you view your life. So you view your life primarily, almost certainly through the lenses of how you do ministry and how you see things. It's all intertwined. It's all intertwined with your relationship with God and your spouse. And that's, that's one of the really hard parts about church work. It's also one of the ways it's supposed to be, um, but it's all intertwined and it's all together. Um, and your view of yourself is tied to how well the church is doing or how other people perceive it or how you perceive it. And so all, there's all these um, really hard things to, that you are tangled up in in terms of how you view the church, of your role in the church, of your role in, in these people's lives that you love. And just being human is to assume uh, either you have absolutely no impact on it or you have an outsized impact on it. And one of the ways that you get to step off in this moment is you get to step off from um, from those tangled, um, you get to step away from the tangled mess and from the idea that, um, that the center is around you because that's how most of us construct our life. And so that, that's a really, that's a really interesting, um, interesting framing. I, I feel like that, that helps me conceptualize what, what this time would be. So I think you touched on it a little bit, but I want to ask you a two-sided question. Um, what, and it's pretty basic. What, what are you most looking forward to? And then what are you uh, least looking forward to over the coming, um, coming months? I, what I'm most looking forward to is I I don't know who I am without this job. You know, I, I've been in some form of professional ministry since I was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. And and most of it I love. 
you know. I like to think I'm not so enmeshed in my job that it's overtaken who I actually am, but you don't know until you know. And so I am looking forward to that acknowledging it's probably also what I'm least looking forward to (laughs) Uh, because then I don't know and I have confidence this is God's space. I mean, I'm really, that's probably what I'm most looking forward to is what will God show me? I'm really anticipating that and I've, I've selected some activities that will push on that, push on my blind spots, push on, on the things that I know I need to change, but I just don't have the time, you know? Uh, or the gumption, and now I feel like, hey, this is your time, you know, or the distraction, yeah. or, or the distract. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll get into this twenty minutes, and I'll get another call. So what's the point? I, I'm sure I do a lot of that thinking. So I am most looking forward to just being, um, and you know, part of that will be vacation with my family. Part of it will be some some travel, um, and part of it will be just trying to form good life practice for me. So. I I love the Word of God. I genuinely do. I read it for me very little. And it's not that I don't try. I start reading it for me, but it quickly becomes, oh, we need to teach this. How yeah. how does this show up? I notice this lacking in, in my circles or my congregation or wherever. And, um, and it quickly becomes a lesson, not for them. It really is for us. You know, I'm like, most of what I preach, I'm like, this is what I'm, this is what is breaking my back the most right now. So let's all talk about it. You know, <laughs> like I've said from the pulpit multiple times, uh, hey, this is my therapy. You just get to hear it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I believe that. But it's, you know, I can't not think about my church. You know, everything I see, everything I experience, it's automatically shelving into categories about, what this person needs or or this is a better illustration than I used before or whatever. You know, I can't even watch a movie without thinking. I saw Doctor Strange, which the applications there are hard to find, what I would think. <laughs> and yet it's like it's it's just one of those dynamics uh, and by the, the the multiverse movie, not the original. I'm I want to I'm I'm current. <laughs> I but but it's that idea. I'm I'm noticing aspects and I'm like, oh mm. I see that in the way we do church. I see that as a negative of how I interact with people sometimes. I mean, this is so deeply wired into me. Um, and I think anybody that feels like, man, I have a calling and they find a place that's even remotely healthy, they get to this place. So I'm paying the price for being part of a healthy church. Yeah. Whereas I, I have friends that they probably need a sabbatical for different reasons because they are worn down by their church. You know, and I know. I, sadly, I know more ministers in that state than in the other, but but I think that's in terms of what I'm looking forward to is I think God's going to show me some stuff, and I'm excited about that. On the flip side, there's two dynamics. I don't I don't know if I know how to do relationships in this circle without church. Like I, I've had like people have said, now will we still get together? And I'm like, I I don't know because I don't I don't think much about what this is about until I'm forced to. And even with I mean my I am best friends with people on on my staff on not my staff but the staff I'm part of and it's like can we get together and you just be you and I just be me and uh, so I don't know um and 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 by that it's not so, anti-god it's how much is our relationship yeah. reliant on talking you're, you're inviting these other people into into a sabbatical from how what their personhood is in in con, in the context of your relationship right and that's really hard yeah that's really hard that takes a lot of intentionality yeah. from both parties
real quick, you, if you just want to kind of give a quick uh, like overview like of, of different things you're going to do at some point during your time. Yeah, I'm going to take some time to vacation with my family. Uh, I'm doing a, a three-weekend dynamic uh, called Breakthrough. That is, it, it's an aspect of working on your, it, it provides safety and honesty and grace, and they help you process through different things. And then I'm doing a week-long intensive that involves silence and journaling and counseling. And, you know, it's it's one of these things where you just dive deep and you're identifying stuff. And then I'm doing, a, and then I'm doing a couple weeks of, uh, uh, travel, visiting some family I don't get to see often. And um, and then, and this is probably the toughest part, is forming good practice at my home. I, I would hope that I take back good practice when I enter back into my non-sabbatical life um, that, that, you know, I'll have enough time where it, where it can become habitual. So there is part of me that I'm like, okay, I'm going to binge every show I haven't been able to watch for the last three years, you know, and yeah. get those things done. And there may be a part of that. I, I'm going to give myself freedom to do what I need to do. Absolutely. Um, but but I know that I'll get I'll hit a point of deep restlessness if that's my diet. And I have a tendency to go there. I, mm-hmm. I am a path of least resistance guy if no one is asking me for stuff. And so, of course, I'll still be part of my family units and, you know, those <laughs> dynamics. I'm not I'm not leaving my wife and kids. Um but it, but hey, Jason, when you do the dishes, sorry, I, I do that all the time. I don't, I don't, it's not like a... I'm no longer going to the restroom in the house. Uh, so yeah, this go really dark. Um, no, so so obviously I'm going to have those dynamics. But honestly, in my life, it's a funny thing. Like I do our our family's laundry while well, my my wife and my laundry, you know. And so and and I don't know if there's a thousand men that do that, hundred percent of men, I don't know. But the reason I like it is it's therapeutic to me because it's one of the few things I can do once a week. And I get it done, mm-hmm. and I'm done. Whereas most of everything else in my life, I start it. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't see the fruit for 12 years. You know what I mean? And so those kind of things up to this point have been therapy of, of a sort, you know. Yeah. And so it it will be interesting. But that that's probably the time I'm most concerned with is the downtime. I'm not afraid of it, but I don't have an enormous confidence I'll use it well. Mm. And that's what I want to do. And so I've, I've tried to front end a lot of my work uh, that will help me then be able to practice, Yeah, you know. No, that's that's really good. And I think you had told me that somebody had given you the advice of like, hey, take some time to do just that, to binge binge TV shows just to take – like if that's all you do, you know, that, that can be restful and that can be helpful and that can be healing in, in a lot of ways. Um, and one, I, man, I would just say, I hope, I hope our listeners would echo, I'm really excited to see, see, what, see what God does. Um, see what God does in your life. Uh, I'm excited to see what new show TV show recommendations you have. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm excited. No, I mean, genuinely, 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 I'm really excited. You said something at the beginning that I, I, I want to echo here. Um, I think, I think the practice of Sabbath and the practice of sabbatical is, is a, is a beautiful practice. And man, I just, I really wish, I wish all of us could experience it. Um, cause I've seen the, the way that you have approached, um, approached just life in the past few weeks as like your sabbaticals approached. Um, one, there's kind of been a, a goof off into like end of, you know, school sort of feeling, but there's also, I've just seen a lot of peace and a lot of, um, anticipation. And 
I, man, I would just, I would love if, if the church could be able to provide that, um, not just for their staff members, but for, um, their accountants and the accountants in the pews or the teachers or, you know, the stay at home parents. Um, I, this is such an, I think I, I've seen it happen to other people and I anticipate it happening with Jason. It's such a, um, rich experience that is so fruitful. And I just go, man, what would it look like if the church was like, Hey, we're going to create so much space. We're going to create space for this for as many people as possible um, because it hasn't even started for you yet. And yet I still see so much of the fruit of, of the anticipation for it and the, um, and just the readiness for what God has. So I guess my, my final, I don't know if if it's a question or or just a thought or a pondering six months from now, um, there's all, all these crazy experiences. You're back in the thick of things. um, And you're probably the only one who thinks about, Oh, I had that sabbatical you know, a few months ago. Um, this is going to sound weird, but how do you want to be? How do you want to, this experience to have shaped you, to have helped you, to inform um, inform you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that... Um, I, I think we can all relate to the dynamic of it's quite a different dynamic of thinking about how something will be and then actually experiencing it, you know? I in in some ways I'm getting this huge privilege. I've been at my church for nearly 20 years, and so I have they they give us uh, eight weeks every 10 years, but they didn't start that till a few years ago. So so now I have this more extended uh, time period that they're giving me, but I'll never have that again until I retire. You know, and as a minister, <laughs> I don't intend on retiring. Like I just I'll keep doing this as long as I can. You know, um, so it's so unique, and there is some fear around that. Like when you say six months from now, I feel a little bit of fear. Like, what if nothing changes? What if, what if I can't produce anything? What if I look back and I squander it? What if, you know? I mean, so my fear kind of races when I think about that. But in relation directly to your question, I want to be a hundred percent convinced that I don't run this place. I want to be a hundred percent convinced. I I think this, but I haven't had the experience of extracting myself. I mean, even before I moved here, I started working here because I, I commuted from Texas, you know, for about six months. And so by the time I got here, I was deep in, deep, deep in. I didn't have a time where I was just kind of figuring out who am I in Tulsa. I was already, I didn't know me in Tulsa, but I knew me at, at Memorial, you know. And so it's been, even in that way, there's a bit of a unique dynamic of the, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have any friends that aren't memorial related in some way. And so, um, any local friends, I mean, and, and that's, uh, that's beautiful. I mean, how many people have that? How many ministers have genuine friends in their congregation? I hear this all the time from ministers. It's so hard to form relationships simultaneously. I don't know what life feels like without, without this hanging over my head. And I mean that in a good and bad way. So I hope to come back fully convinced that this is God's work. I have a role. It's what it is. It's not too big and it's not too small. It's just what it is. And to feel peace because that that ultimately, I think, pushes me when I recognize, oh, I this isn't healthy for me to keep going. But I think, well, what happens to this place if I don't? Now, when I say that out loud, it's like, ugh. That's gross. You know what I mean? Because that, that means it's Jason's church. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not Jason's church. It's Jesus' church. I just play a role here. So so I think, and then and then alongside that, practices that reinforce it, you know, 
I really building in some practices. I, I just, I've always struggled with, if you're not asking me to do it, if it's just me asking me to do it, I ain't getting it done. Yeah. You know, I'll just keep putting it off. But now I have space to learn how is it I can set goals for me and follow through. Now, if I set a goal for us, I can do it. Well, sometimes you remember that when we started reading that Bonhoeffer book. I still oh, won't yeah. finish that book. You finished it twice, I think. I don't think so. I think I I think I listened to about th- three fourths of it. But, I got gotcha. you. Uh, <laughs> well, you gave up on me when I was only four chapters in. After months. I appreciated that we kept a, kept along with the uh, the mirage for right. much longer. Yeah. But I, I one sec. I do want to. I do want to make sure. Like I, I think if 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 not to say it all. Like if that's all you accomplish, because um, like that would be a massive thing to accomplish. But like I, the point of a sabbatical, the point is that is not to produce. It's that you are going to be re- withdrawing yourself, resting in who God is um, and what he says about you and trusting in him. And that will naturally train. That will naturally produce um, more fruit. Um, and I loved what you said about uh, finding practices to help you reinforce the idea that you that the place doesn't revolve around you. It's it's very similar. And we've it, it, it touched on so many things we've talked about in this podcast, but it's, you know, faith without works is dead. You know, we can say we believe that I'm not the center of this thing. But if the practices all say that if if I'm not here, then if I'm not if the gravity of my or, you know, if, if everything's orbiting around me, um, if I, everything I do is trying to make sure everything orbits around me, then do I really have faith in, in what I'm what I'm saying I do? Um, and so well, I think I think that's big. and I think that's massive. And um, I'm excited for the things that need, none of us could have conce- conceived of. And I'm genuinely excited for you for just the um, for the rest of being able to look forward. Um, you're at the time of recording in a couple of days, you'll be officially on sabbatical. Um, and just that ability to go like to just take a breath and be like, I have these months in front of me. Um, and there's going to be a lot of hard work and there's going to be a lot of downtime. Um, but just that breath you'll be able to take of like, of, of (laughs) that lack of responsibility sounds so um, childish, but just that weight being lifted off your shoulders forcibly, um, in, in some ways, uh, I, I'm excited for you to be able to experience that because I think that is the natural way i think that's one of the things that draws us so much to god is that when we fully trust in him man he takes so much of the pressures that we have put on our shoulders he takes those away um and i think one of the beautiful things about the of the the physical practices that you're going to get to do um and just the feelings you're going to experience is you're going to have that um you're going to have that in every aspect of your life and and the challenge is going to be you're going to want to put other things on your shoulders you're going to want to do this or that with the things you learn um but still i'm excited for it uh so our hope uh you know, Jason's going to go through this and maybe he gets radically changed and he goes off to, um, he comes like a Shane Claiborne sort of guy and, um, becomes far, becomes a farmer and, uh, you know, become, you know, works, lives in a commune and that's how that maybe, maybe God changes him that way. I don't, I don't know what, what, what God's plan is for Jason. Um, but in theory, if nothing radically different changes, um, our anticipation is to, is to come back and keep recording amazing perplexed. If that's, what we want to do and if that's what anybody's interested in listening to um yeah that that would be our anticipation so that'd be sometime um starting in the fall if that were to be the case uh for you guys we have i have i want to say five episodes banked um and so uh, i'll probably be releasing those at the beginning of every month one like one each month and there'll be a bonus episode somewhere in between so you won't be completely without amazing and perplex but it will not be every single week yeah i just i want to say uh, i've and what a blessing you are, Connor. Um, 
I appreciate so much your spirit of wanting, like, amaze and perplex are words we put on kind of the way we do life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I love that e- even that you would have the interest, Hey, let's do this, you know, uh, cause it helps me process. And then I have deep gratitude for whoever gains from this, you know, and I've gr- deep gratitude for God and the way he uses it. And so in the off unexpected chance that I, these are our last episodes, you know, I, I am just super grateful for this experience. I will, I will call back to the first episodes, I, where I said there was one point you think you were saying we should record our conversations and I'm like for what <laughs> so I still wonder I uh, but I am grateful because this has has been and I believe will continue to be such a rich experience of learning for me um, that I'm, I'm just really grateful I mean this is one of those things that to be honest I don't think I would have to give this up it's a practice to give it up for for now as as an effort of the of the sabbatical but this isn't life taking it's it's purely i mean almost solely life-giving so just grateful for the whole experience yeah absolutely absolutely man i hadn't even thought about like if this was the last thing that that goes out there what do i what do i say i don't have i don't have anything <laughs> i don't have anything well what a what a letdown for me what a letdown for, for everybody you had a nice heartfelt thing to say that's right and i had nothing um and that that feels pretty in line with what this is and what this is about so uh, uh yeah thank you for listening to this episode um and again uh in the next couple weeks you'll get another episode and subsequently after that and so keep checking you'll 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 find something there um and we'll just you know keep you updated uh, if, if jason is on a commune somewhere come september I, i'll i'll jump on you'll hear my voice again i'll let you know um and I'll decry the idea of sabbatical and <laughs> what a terrible, terrible idea. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so grace, peace, and love. <laughs>